It's Monday. It's February 18th. And no, <clears throat> one more time, sorry. I just need a sip of coffee. Sure it is. Okay. One more time. Here we go. It's Monday. Oh, we're going from the top, are we? Okay. I felt like I nailed my February. I don't know if I could. Do I'll it plug better, yours I'll in. I'll try. I'll try. No, so. No, I got it. I got this. I got this. All right, I'm going to try It's Monday one more time because I want to pick my best of three. <laughs> now you're picking. I get to pick two of your one of your. So I'm doing another one. I haven't gotten All right, I'll do another yet. one too. I got this. It's very important. From to the me top. It's my turn to talk soon. You are <laughs> muted. <laughs> I swear to God, this whole intro is no this Eli. Is like I'm just going to have. I'm going to have blanks. I'm just going to have <laughs> me yelling Jumanji over Eli's slots in this. I feel like we should just put this all in the intro and the music should just run out behind <laughs> us and we should still just be doing this. Morgan, this is all part of the skit. It's all it's staying all in, Morgan. In. Morgan doesn't edit this. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with this. <laughs> he can feel us in his heart. All right. One more time. I, I yell corrections to Morgan in real life at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, make me come a little less fast next time. <laughs> All right, now slower. I want a medium <laughs> orgasm, Morgan. Medium. <laughs> All right. If there's one thing Morgan can help you with, it's a medium. Orgasm. It's a medium, medium orgasm. orgasm. And also, <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's February 18th, I guess. And the word of the day is anybody, which means. Any person or people, used in a sentence, anybody from the Democratic Party would be a better president than the one we have. <laughs> if the fucking primary goes to Ralph Northam or Satan, the literal prince of darkness, I don't care. Everyone needs to drop the purity tests and get on board. See, it's the lack of putting sugar on top of your pretty pleases that is tearing this country apart, Heath Enright. Yeah, me meanwhile, the fucking Republicans just put the finishing touches on a supervillain device that literally tears the country apart. <laughs> and we're here anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Elon Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the Green New Deal is both of those things. Eli will lose an old friend. And Virginia abolishes abolition during the intro. <laughs> and now they're all doing soft chew. God Fun. damn it, Virginia. <laughs> Come on! But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh... Happy Black History Month, first of all. I'll be celebrating by hunting white people with a baseball bat. What about you guys? <laughs> well, as long as you learned something, that's all that matters. Yeah, I did. No, that would put him in the lead in terms of voluntary bat-based ethnicity hunting revelations of the month. Yeah. It would. It would. And uh, you guys are not celebrating at all. Bigots. Okay. In our lead story tonight, it looks like we finally found a difference between Democrats... And Republicans. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Democrats are trying to save the world from destruction and make it a better place for everyone. And Republicans are the other team. They uh, are. <laughs> I know it's kind of vague, but uh, everyone should do their best to parse that out. <laughs> and of course, I'm talking about the Green New Deal. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Senator Edward Markey of Massachusetts submitted their official resolution earlier this month 
calling for sweeping change in our national priorities in order to avoid the environmental apocalypse that we're heading toward and also address the embarrassing levels of income and wealth inequality that are, you know, fucking over most people and helping <laughs> a tiny amount of other people. So yeah. regardless of the debate over the drawbacks of the Green New Deal and the debate over which parts might be unrealistic, it needs to be understood that no apocalypse and more happiness for more people are the goal for one side and not for the other, the opposite for the yeah. other. Yeah, no, it amazes me when people on the other side fault it for not being realistic. I'm like, your your plan is to turn off the lights and hope climate change thinks we're not home. <laughs> yeah. Also, little thing, your side steals babies and puts rapists on the Supreme Court and in the White House. We don't have to listen to you about whether water is wet, let alone whether our dreams are real. Yeah, as long as we're listing stuff that each party is doing. Great. Yeah, so... Here's a breakdown of the major bullet points of the Green New Deal. It's a non-binding resolution that calls for a long-term project, including the following. Uh, one, a guarantee of a job with a family-sustaining wage for anyone willing to work and a guarantee of retirement security for all Ooh, Americans. Nerds. Two, <laughs> health care, housing, food, clean water, clean air, and a physical, livable swath of land known as the United States that would continue existing. Snowflakes. Uh, also, the other planet parts, ideally, <laughs> would be part of that. What else would we wall off? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, three, high-quality public education for all, including higher education. Even uh, the brown people. <laughs> See? Two votes. Um, four, meeting our national power demand with clean, renewable energy sources. And five, upgrading our major industries, agriculture, and transportation systems to maximize our ability to reduce carbon emissions with a goal of achieving net zero emissions by 2030, apparently. Yeah, uh, six a pony now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could say we never thought we'd see the day where basic human rights were unrealistic, but but they are. Like, they super de duper yeah. are yeah. unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, as described in this thing, yes. A lot of uh, magical pony stuff, that's correct. Uh, like... For example, the goal of 2030 for net zero carbon emissions. I mean, I'm glad we have a goal for that now, theoretically, <laughs> but 2030 is not going to happen. But that doesn't mean I was confused by the resolution, <laughs> like, conceptually. Now, the President of the United States, on the other hand, was wildly confused by he this. Was. He conceptually <laughs> he tried to synthesize this very simple information that i just gave you and responded by summarizing the green new deal as a new law against airplanes cows and ice cream um <laughs> in case it wasn't clear it is not that that's not what well, is happening but you know what even if it was cows have been coddled by the state long enough damn it <laughs> thank you someone yeah. finally was brave enough to say it <laughs> so the resolution itself, it's only 14 pages long, and everyone should go ahead and read it. It won't take no. long. But it might make you a little angry, <laughs> even though you're 100% in favor of its general philosophy. And that's because it reads like a middle school, uh, you know, model United Nations document drafted by a handful of tweens, several of whom are kind of stupid, but you still have to <laughs> yes. be nice to them when they suggest something and be like, yeah, we're... All right, no, we're we'll put your thing in. Fucking write Sally. that one down too, because the teacher standing right here is gonna yell at me if I don't write your dumbass things down too. Great. Okay. Green Fourteen Gatorade. pages. Fantastic. Yeah. 
So that's that's what it reads like. And just for the record, Donald Trump said something very similar to what I just said the day after I wrote this story. And I did, in fact, throw up in my mouth when I heard that. <laughs> and then all over the room like the exorcist for a while. <laughs> but that being said, it's one of those few times that he's actually right in some sense. The resolution is badly written. That's true. And just about anything that makes Donald Trump correct, Donald Trump is ahead of you on a logical basis, that's a problem. We need to write this well, thing better. I don't know. He's ahead. Like, I mean, him complaining about something being poorly written is a lot like him complaining about something being too orange, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. right we can say it's badly written, though. And I think yeah, it is. Exactly, right. Yeah. Bad um, writing but, is a well, word. Well, you, uh, you and I can say it's badly <laughs> Right. But... Setting aside the vague, fluffy writing, whatever, the resolution doesn't explain how the fuck we're going to actually accomplish those goals. I mean, I know it's only a first step. It's just a resolution, but it's still obnoxiously void of substance, which makes it super easy to attack from the right. And it's making us look bad. I don't like that. I mean, I'll be honest, it's way easier to attack from the left, actually. <laughs> no one makes a point. I mean, it's not literal Nazis bad, but yeah, we do have some unconcretized goals. So I feel like the right. <laughs> Tied. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and now a whole bunch of the news coverage about it. It's all about how unrealistic the resolution is. And mm. that's, well, I mean, it's not necessarily true for all parts of it. For example... I'm pretty sure we all know where to get the money to pay for stuff. Uh, first of all, just off the top of my head, we might want to check to see if the rich people have any money. I feel like that's a good start, <laughs> right? They might have money. But point being, I don't see why the document doesn't just say, uh, you know, giant progressive tax hike for the highest earners at the end of the thing. Like, and yeah. a giant hike on the estate tax. Like, there you we, go. We were going to get yelled at by the conservatives either way. So just pull off the Band-Aid and say what we're doing. <laughs> okay, question. Can we maybe admit that shit like this happens when we let scientists come out every year with like a more dire clickbait article about how long until everyone dies? Like is is maybe part of the reason that people on the right side of this issue seem not to have solutions because the smart people are too busy moving up their fucking doomsday clock because darn it, they mean it this time. Do you think... First of all, do you think it's the scientists writing the articles? And secondly, <laughs> do you want yes. more sugar on their pretty pleases? <laughs> I, look, I, look, I'm not saying climate change isn't important <laughs> and that the work climate change scientists do isn't vital. I'm saying we, we're copying off their homework. And for as long as I can remember, their homework has just been like haunted house noises. Like, tell but me. It's really that bad, though, yeah. right? You like, gotta that's tell me what the to thing, do, nerds. Is that when you're in a haunted fucking house, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. but their negativity isn't help. There aren't less ghosts. <laughs> like, <laughs> carbon is jumping out with swords. Like, that is happening. <laughs> That's essentially the environment, at least, you know, a few decades down the road if we don't do something. Anyway, um, one other point on the financing. This giant, hugely important thing called the Green New Deal doesn't have to be paid for on a balanced budget. That's not how the original New Deal worked, and that doesn't have to be how this one works. The U.S. government controls the money supply of U.S. dollars, and increasing that supply in order to prevent the end times is probably a good move. <laughs> And when managed correctly, that doesn't necessarily lead to destructive inflation. But even if it did, we can have inflation and a planet 
or we can have a nice <laughs> fiscally responsible apocalypse. I feel like it's obvious what to do. Yeah, or or we could stick with the current Republican plan and meet the apocalypse with record debts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Right. Yeah. It's not like their thing is fiscally Yeah, thank you. No. Good point. But bottom line, the continued existence of the human race and increasing the happiness for 99% of that race at the expense of the other 1% those are very literally the two most important issues in politics right now and in ethics and in science and in just general humaning. So, yep. you know, get out of the new one if you can't lend a hand for the times they are a changing or they're ending. That's <laughs> the two op like, I'm pretty sure that's how Bob Dylan would rewrite that song for 2019. <laughs> we could we could ask him. He's still alive, technically. Yeah. And uh, Humpty Dumpty's sat on his ass news tonight. Uh, you know, there are a lot of candidate explanations as to why Donald Trump has been unable to accomplish any single intentional thing during his presidency. Some blame a conspiracy by the deep state. Others point to the increasingly gridlocked Congress. Still others note that he's made it 72 years and counting without learning to wipe his ass in such a way that nothing sticks to him afterwards and it would be insane to expect him to actually accomplish tasks. But regardless of the reason, <laughs> despite a campaign's worth of promises and two years of truffle-shuffle-esque chest-thumping, Trump still hasn't managed to get a single government employee to lay one brick on top of another at the U.S.-Mexico border. Okay, maybe be just trying to help here he could call the border the enemy of the people and then build the wall out of pipe bombs that don't work <laughs> <laughs> don't say that out loud so on friday he declared that his ineptitude had risen to the level of a national emergency which means in his mind that congress doesn't count anymore yeah and then on saturday trump played a round of national emergency golf yep, yep. Had an yep. emergency omelet, tweeted some emergency criticism of Saturday Night Live. It's been a busy weekend <laughs> yeah. for him. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. And look, the idea that we're going to sell this thing as an emergency already made zero fucking sense, right? You don't generally declare emergencies after, you know, threatening the declaration for several weeks. And when you do, you don't generally address them with decade-long projects, Right? That would be like saying, I'm having a heart attack. Quick, somebody go to med school. Ah, Noah obviously does not have a Jewish mother, everyone. Well, then. But, okay, but of course, there's never been a cover story too shitty for Trump to undercut, as he proved repeatedly during his rambling Rose Garden rant, where he pointed out that he, A, didn't need to do it, B, it could have waited, and C, he was only doing it because of the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, and there's uh, there's another emergency being planned for later this year. He's going to call in the National Guard and FEMA to build a floor under his approval rating. I think that's <laughs> important. Really? I, I thought the bottom of human decency was holding pretty strong for him at 30%, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's no more like 40. Yeah, it's like 41.8. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, right. No backup after the uh, shutdown. Now. This declaration did put Trump's Senate allies in a bind, as they'd all gone on record in the days leading up to this declaration, questioning the tactics, legality, constitutionality, and advisability, but perhaps correctly sensing that his generations were already going to be ashamed to carry his name as it is possible to be, Mitch McConnell deliberated for seconds before exposing his rank hypocrisy and <laughs> chastising Democrats for forcing Trump to take this extraordinary step. 
Right, we shouldn't have overcooked his fucking steak anyway. <laughs> now, that being said, not all the typical sycophants were as quick to line up behind Trump on this one, leading many hopeful observers to think that maybe this time Lucy will actually let them kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Charlie and Lucy just take a knee with Colin Kaepernick and give Trump the finger. That is what... <laughs> where is that cartoon? Let's, let's get that going. Angelo? Where was the charge of that? It's in our hearts, Heath. Right here. <laughs> Anyone else picturing a meeting of Republicans? And they're just like, okay, whose turn is it to make a public statement that this clause is a lie and only to totally go with it this time? J Joe Manchin, for the last time, you're not supposed to be in these meetings. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, Joe. <laughs> Now, of course, CBS had barely managed to cut away from his meandering press conference to return to prices right halfway through it before the lawsuit started rolling in to challenge Trump's declaration. And make no mistake, the plan is for this to fail. Right. Despite the thigh bones connected to the hip bone style judicial prognostication in his announcement, this is a move designed to fail so that he can say, well, I guess we just need more Republican senators and justices next time around. Or at least that's what McConnell and Graham are likely counting on. Yeah. Basically just dropping the bill for the wall on a table next to Mexico and then like fake reaching for it. Like, oh, I got oh. this one. My wallet is jammed in, oh, in my pocket. Oh, oh, I hope they take Discover here. Do they take Discover? Because I don't have cash. And if they don't take Discover. But to be super clear here, yes, the textbook example of how dictators destroy free society since Julius fucking Caesar just happened and Republicans in the Senate can't be bothered to do more than cross their fingers and hope somebody else will do their job <laughs> again. And in lock him up news tonight, federal prosecutors recommended a sentence of 25 years and $25 million for former campaign chairman Paul Lock her up Manafort this weekend because Robert Mueller's witch hunt is a total hoax. Yeah, no, clearly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mueller's whole team is flying around on brooms, casting spells, just being like, yeah, man, we already learned the newt thing. We got that one. All your idiot friends already flipped. It's 25 years. You're done. Poof. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fast on the heels of Judge Amy Berman Jackson ruling that Manafort had deliberately deceived prosecutors after he pled guilty to two conspiracy counts in September and agreed to cooperate with the FBI in hopes of a lighter sentence. He didn't do that. So they didn't do that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so. Yeah, they need to do a national tour with Trump's campaign team, just picking up highway trash in every <laughs> town. You bring a picnic, you bring the kids out. We're doing the shirts in orange this year, the orange guys. And by the way, I, I just... But part of the media narrative that I want to push back on a little bit here, I keep seeing the pundits suggesting that the willingness, you know, to take a potential 25 year prison term by Manafort can only mean that he's expecting a presidential pardon. And sure, I mean, that's likely right. That may be the case. But keep in mind that the other guy that they need for him to flip on is Vladimir fucking Putin. <laughs> right. Like he's also in with the Russian mafia. Like I would take the rest of my life in prison over pissing that dude off. So yep. let's just be realistic here. <laughs> yeah. Now, Manafort still has yet to be sentenced. And the question many are asking is how this has affected morale in the Trump administration. Well, luckily, that omelet station sized microphone we set up is still operational. So let's check the tape to see how tall Tyler and the crew are doing.
No, no. What I'm saying is that I took two granola bars and it said take one, and I just wanted to make sure that means I'm still good. I am. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. I love you, Mr. Muller. But nothing. I didn't say anything. Well, I just want you to make sure that what her bamarkers I provided are still good. What do you mean you no hunger saying? The Wobber Hello Bangers. Well, do you have an accent to me? Mm, do it, motherfucker. Shock me again. Do it. Uh, for, for the last time, Sarah, no one's going to torture you. Says you. Do it. Anybody want to know who wrote that op-ed? It was me. It was me. Good one, Mike. Thank you, Mike. It was good. Um, Vice President Pence? Ghost Whispers! My bad. Sorry. And we're back. Next up in headlines, we'd like to talk about Black History Month. So, last week on The Scathing Atheist, we discussed the very gracious timing exercised by several groups of white people when they managed to get out all their blackface-related stuff during January as a big gesture of racial unity. That was nice. That included the Covington Catholic Bigot Squad and their blackface-themed <laughs> basketball fans that we learned about in January and the students at Oklahoma University and their viral blackface video and a California Christian school that hosted a history lesson about the colonization of Africa taught by a white woman in full blackface. And of course, on the last episode of this show, we talked about Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, whose medical school yearbook included a picture of him dressed in blackface. He is still the governor of Virginia, by the way. Yep. Is he? Today? Is that yep. still a fact mm -hmm. today? That's a fact mm -hmm. today. Still doing well, it. We have some follow-up stuff to talk about. Like, way too much follow-up stuff about that same story. And there's more while I type that. There's yeah, a lot of follow-up. No, at this point, it feels like politicians in Virginia just needed a couple of handy wipes before they could get on the camera to condemn this stuff, right? <laughs> oh, wait, let me... They're back at the Republican meeting. Guys, has anyone not done blackface? Joe, for the <laughs> last time, stop raising your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we told you to sit in the back quietly. So... Here's the latest in the hourly hate crime revelations that we're apparently going with to celebrate black history. First up, we have uh, the entire state of Virginia. <laughs> Basically, the entire white population of Virginia took a big group photo of their statewide minstrel show contest. <laughs> so following the news about Governor Northam, uh, approximately moments later, we learned about Wildly racist stuff from State Attorney General Mark Herring and also Richmond Police Sergeant Robert Stamm. Herring wore blackface to dress up as rapper Curtis Blow during a college party in 1980. And no, his ability to rap all the lyrics and perform dance moves from Curtis Blow's debut album did not make it much better. Dang! <laughs> and, uh... Sergeant Stam was outed for a series of photos that included a wide variety of Nazi symbolism. Just for the record, we also got news about Virginia's Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, who was accused of sexual assault. Much classier for this particular month, maybe, but still not, <laughs> yeah, not no, great. You gotta get that shit out before March 8th. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Ben Johnson would walk into the Capitol building of Virginia and be like, Come on, guys! Settle down. Tasteless. Ben Johnson, the track guy who got caught with steroids? 
No, the playwright. That's who I thought of. The Elizabethan <laughs> playwright. Elizabethan playwright. Oh, Nailed I it. see. Ben Johnson Elizabethan references. Elizabethan playwright That's good. jokes are great, Topical. Topical. <laughs> Deborah's going to message me and be like, I got it. And I'm going to be like, thanks, Deborah. Cool. Cool. And that brings Long us to Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson. That's right. This story came out just after our last show. So it's kind of old news at this point. Um, about the same time as Ben Johnson, ballpark. But still worth <laughs> mentioning. Especially because, again, stories about crazy racism are happening like once an hour. And we don't really want the sheer volume of racism to bury all the news about the sheer volume of racism. That would probably be bad. <laughs> so, as many of you already know, Liam Neeson was in the middle of an interview earlier this month that was not about trying to hunt down and murder black people. That was not the topic of the interview. <laughs> and he decided to volunteer the information that about 40 years ago... He found out a friend was sexually assaulted by a black person and responded by walking around with a baseball bat looking for black people to murder. Just any black people. Mm -hmm. And he seemed to think this was being woke. He noticed all the problems we're having with bigotry and he knew it was Black History Month and he was like, everybody relax, I got this. So I tried to hunt black people and now I'm not doing that. You're all welcome. <laughs> at which point the black community was like oh, oh you're done with your thought cool 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 can we just see that bat for a second just curious about i, wanna, I just want to see it right can i point out there's been a weird backlash to the backlash on this where people keep being like he apologized guys god <laughs> do these people know people still get to be mad at you if you apologize apologies aren't safe right it's not, yes. like, it's, it's not base no <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I guess what Neeson did was better than not confessing, maybe, mm. but not by maybe. much. Mm. I don't know. Definitely not by as much as he seemed to think. I I, uh, I don't know what to I don't is know what it? to say. I feel like maybe if you walked around thinking about racist hate crimes forty years ago, you just keep that inside. That's yeah. inside <laughs> thoughts for you forever. Yeah, just the fact that he thought it was okay to say this out loud, it says a lot. That says nope. a lot. Already bad. Should yeah. just be. On, on video, no less, right? Like, even just on a bus would be something bad, you know? About a movie. They were like, so how about this movie? And he was like, I wanted to commit a hate crime. Welcome to the opening credits of Rebirth of a Nation, also known as 2019. Here we are. And Donald Trump just tweeted, 40 million Latino people, gross. This is fun. This is a fun year. We're having fun, everybody. We like to spread it around a bit. And in Build That Wall-E news tonight, after eight months of failed attempts to communicate with the Opportunity Rover, NASA officially declared the mission over for it last week, leading people like Eli, people who get pissed off about the piddling scraps of federal budget that we devote to NASA and think Ultima Thule is a bad guy from the Transformers to post tearful <laughs> lamentations all over social media. That'd be the best when Transformer asked, name. <laughs> it would be, yeah. See? When asked why the fuck this one mattered to them when, for example, the Dawn mission running out of fuel a few months earlier didn't, even though we don't already have another thing doing what that was doing, they pointedly did not say it's because Opportunity had little eyes and kind of looked like if Wally had had a pet dog because they're still convinced they have more intellectually satisfying emotional triggers even though they don't. <laughs> and by the way, our astronauts are hitchhiking to space with Russia right now. Like, seriously, <laughs> that's what's happening. 
And yep. they're like blowing cosmonauts along the way for extra miles to get to like where <laughs> the fuck they need to go. I think we cut their budget enough is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, excuse me for empathizing with the last thing the American government did that wasn't a war crime, Noah. You want no, me to care no, about space? fucking Dawn mission and curiosity. We've done a couple of things that weren't war Those crimes. Those sound but, boring. But yes, the little <laughs> rover that could until it couldn't anymore has officially been declared kaput. And while there's something of a silver lining in the hope that NASA may finally be learning that they'd have nearly an unlimited budget if they just put googly eyes on all their launch vehicles, it's still sad to see such a mainstay of interplanetary exploration retired. Or and they could also name them like Satellite McSatellite Face or something. That would, they would probably <laughs> do it. All right, so the mission originally intended to last 90 days because... Pfft, NASA knew it would last a hell of a lot longer than 90 days and they'd look good years later when the motherfucker was still going, exceeded even the realistic unpublicized expectations when it was still beaming back data 15 years later. Guys, this is a win-win for everybody. We make a bunch of nerds who can't make eye contact sit around in a boardroom and try to figure out how to make a rocket likable. Come on! Yeah. Um... Give it boobs? Right, Maybe. for the last time, Dave, we're not giving it boobs, right? Come on! Come on! <laughs> Of course, you know, it's worth mentioning that Opportunity's much bigger brother, Curiosity, is still roaming the Martian terrain more than seven years into its mission, uh, but it doesn't have binocular cameras, so nobody gives a shit if it lives or dies, even though it's practically all caught up with Opportunity in terms of miles traveled and would fuck it up in battle bots. But yeah, still, still kind of sad to see Opportunity go. But it's the perfect metaphor, right? Because it's fuck it based on its name. Curiosity? Boo! Boo! Opportunity! Yeah! America! But we don't really like Opportunity. I do. <laughs> Stuff! <laughs> and finally tonight, in sad news, the greatest business ever produced, that beacon in malls and in our hearts, Cinnabon. Payless Shoe Source okay. is no longer with us. <laughs> I'll give everyone a moment. Lord Lord knows I need one. It cut to a bunch of teens dejectedly measuring their dicks with a shoe sizer behind a grocery store somewhere. It's like, it's not the same, guys. It's just not the same. <laughs> Me? Noah gets it. So according to USA Today... Itself, the Payless Shoe Source of Journalism, the number one source for Velcro shoes in America and those who love them, confirmed on Friday that it will shut its 2100 beautiful pancetta. That's a pork belly. Oh, I put bacon instead of beacon into the source. <laughs> That's what happened. Did you really? Okay. Is that why you have pig parts in there? That is why. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to roll with it. And we'll all be on the same page. A beautiful pancetta of light in the darkness starting this month. So, do you know how to tie a shoe? I'm just curious. Can you yes. tie a shoe? Yes. Yes. Can you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Describe tying a shoe. <laughs> That's the trick. You can't. <laughs> the secret. So back to my story, which is important. I am a third of this show. There is some hope, however. You see, Payless did already declare bankruptcy and close 673 stores in 2017 and then was brought back to life. But perhaps people will realize what life would be like without sneakers that carry you through thick and thin. Rise up. And financially support the American gammon that is <laughs> Payless Shoe Source. 
Hit it, Heath. Hit it? Yeah, hit, hit it. Hit what? What are you talking about? To the don't know what you got till it's gone. I sent you the music video. Absolutely not. No, we cannot afford that. And even if we could, we're not going to play a six-minute song. You're talking about the Cinderella song? Yeah, you don't know what you yeah, got. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not doing that for Payless. Absolutely You guys not. never let me do anything. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our <laughs> giving away so a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Josh, Craig, Bebod, Other Josh, DJ Drummer, AR, Madison, Steven, Ah, oh, motherfuck. Uh, I, y'all, Bjork, the Icelandic volcano, <laughs> Bear, and Ian, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are strictly biz, don't play around, cover much ground, got game by the pound. Getting paid is their forte, each and every day, true player way. I like the way you work it, no diggity. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Me an opportunity at a suicide pack. Mediumorgasm.com, 12 bucks a year, in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much was latercheese.com? Latercheese.com. You didn't actually park that one? Yeah, no. what? Oh, come Unavailable. On. Yep, what? So Latercheese.life is available. <laughs> nope. Latercheese.info? Latercheese.life is a tattoo that I'm going to get. That's. <laughs> Latercheese.fish is available. <laughs> what? Right. I think everything.fish is available, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you fish.fish isn't available. I bet you it's available. I bet fish.fish is unavailable. Not available. Somebody has fish can't somebody parked fish.fish. Yep. Okay. Or or it's a fucking fish site. Red.fish also available. Also not available. Go.fish not available. Red Club is not avail is available. Okay, walk me what? through why you said Red Club just now. <laughs> oh, so I'm on the, I'm on the, I went for red.fish and it was like, do you want red.club? What? Yeah, what a weird thing for it to ask. Yeah, just gonna fire up this Bunsen burner while we're doing, <laughs> doing room noise. It's my striker. Sorry, I thought you guys like exactly science. what that sounded like. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright twenty nineteen. All rights reserved.